For New Yorkers hoping to overcome opioid addiction, a key treatment route is the use of methadone, an opioid antagonist that can only be distributed in controlled settings. And while so-called methadone clinics and sites that distribute other controlled substances to combat opioid addiction are an evidence-based form of treatment widely embraced by the scientific community, they are not always a welcome addition to the communities where they are located. In order to ensure that these operations are a good fit before they get their operation certificate from the state, Democratic lawmakers want methadone clinics to establish so-called community advisory boards. For more on the issue, we're joined in the studio by Assemblymember Tony Simone, a Manhattan Democrat who carries the legislation updating the methadone clinic citing process. Welcome to the show, Assemblymember. Good morning, David. So methadone clinics are not new, and there are dozens of opioid treatment programs operating in New York City alone. So what was the impetus for your bill, which adds a new wrinkle to the development of future clinics? Let me first say I'm a big supporter of methadone clinics. Clearly, all the research shows you're four times more likely to help in your recovery uh, for folks who are addicted. We have a terrible addiction problem across the nation uh, that's only gotten worse after the COVID and the pandemic. Uh, And I support the methadone clinics in my district who do great work. However, we have had challenges with the community and the surrounding areas of methadone clinics where many of uh, our fellow New Yorkers who are living with addiction have been uh, victimized by drug dealers because the spaces that where they're getting methadone treatments are too small. The security guards have ushered them to the avenues like 8th Avenue, causing a cluster of folks in line in the early morning to be taken advantage of. Uh, look, methadone clinics are part of the community. The community should have input, direct input in it. And our legislation, in order for them to get licensed in the future, once my law passes, they would have to get a community advisory board would be part of the process so that the community has a direct involvement on the siting and security and has a say on what's happening. Well, yeah, could you expand a little bit on how you see the advisory boards working? Would they potentially impose, say, conditions that uh, a methadone clinic operator would have t- to meet? Not necessarily conditions. Clearly, it would, it's an advisory board. We don't, you know, it depends. Uh, we would still work with the, uh, the state agency, um, the Office of Addiction and uh, Services, uh, with the elected officials, the community board. But this would be a way. We've been working with a lot of the block associations, a lot of the uh, bids, especially around the Times Square and 8th Avenue area, where this has become a problem increasingly on the fact that these clinics need to work with the community directly if there's an issue on how to resolve it. And we, I consider them part of the community, so this would be an advisory role where different stakeholders in the community, whether it's a business on the, on the block, community board members, uh, citizen leaders can meet and air their issues if there's challenges with the way it it improves the process. We're looking to improve the process and have more people involved to learn what the methadone clinics are doing, but also in how they actually function. And and do you envision this as an ongoing process or would a board be dismantled once the clinic is cited? An ongoing process. And so when you think about the clinics that are in operation today, are they receptive to concerns or suggestions from community leaders or, or just ordinary people? Some are, some are not. So clearly this would require them to interact with the community advisory. 
And is court. your legislation limited to New York City, which has, as we mentioned, dozens of methadone clinics, or is this something that would apply uh, statewide? Statewide. And why, why is that important? Well, I think it's important because we're dealing with a terrible addiction increase among New Yorkers and across the country. And we want to make sure that they're a part of the community. We want to make sure the community knows what they're actually doing to educate the community as well, but also to have an interaction and direct communications with the folks that have to, you know, live by it or have a business by it. And by no means are we trying to um, stigmatize or be negative with the methadone clinics. They're proven to work. Uh, I'm proud that my district, the 75th district, which includes Chelsea, Hell's Kitchen, Upper West Side, Midtown, has many social services that help folks with addiction. But we have an issue, a quality of life issue, where since the pandemic and the increase in addiction, increase of the folks seeking these services has caused challenges on our side streets and on our avenues because either the spaces are too small or the security folks have not worked as well with the community to inform us when there's an issue, drug dealers preying on folks with addiction. We want to be able to have a direct communication link by having community advisory board, which we have for so many other um, you know, clinics and uh, when you put a shelter in. And I think this would be a, a positive step. In terms of the state's evaluation of future clinics, how would you want them to weight, say, the input of a community advisory board versus what they might deem as the necessity in order to combat the uh, opioid epidemic uh, in terms of that give and take right there? Well, I mean, first of all, I think it's better for the methadone clinics that they have a relationship with the folks in the community. Mm -hmm. So when there is an issue arises, they know who to talk to as opposed to just get numerous complaints from an elected official or random folks not knowing where to go. Um, this issue arose recently in the last few years, like I said, around the 8th Avenue, Penn Station area between Times Square, where we have many clinics. Um, some were not doing what they should be doing by having proper security. Others were. The community didn't know how to reach them, didn't know how to communicate with them. This just improves the process. The goal is to make it more efficient to make them welcome part of the community, but also have a community have a say when they see problems as opposed to go through around the circle of community board complaints, calling us. It's a direct advisory board that would meet with them, elected representatives, like we have for so many other advocacy and organization groups that are working with communities are, 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 are being challenged because of their addiction. Look, by no means do I want this to be uh, an attack on clinics it's to it's to help with communication and improve the process and to ensure that we try to bring the folks who are addicted off the street into their intake center to ensure that community leaders and businesses around when they see something not going the right way they can talk to them directly are you concerned at all that this could inadvertently result in clinics not being approved by the state i would hope not maybe sometimes it would weigh in on where to put it. Mm -hmm. It would weigh in if a provider was not doing what they were prom what they were promised to do by, by helping a certain amount of, of uh, fellow New Yorkers with living with addiction. Uh, I mean, it could be a way of having another check to make sure they're doing what was in the contract that was given to them. So in the press release promoting uh, this legislation, there are some quotes from uh, 
community uh, leaders. And the one thing I, I didn't notice was a lot of, say, buy-in from the drug recovery community in the press release. So I'm curious what conversations, if any, you've had with groups like, say, Vocal and why, and where they stand on this issue. We're talking to them. And I think in the end, it's a positive uh, improvement for them, working with them and working with the providers. Why do you think it's an improvement for them? I mean, I imagine they're going to draw a much more hard line in the stand and say that anything that might slow the uh, advent of new clinics is a problem in terms of trying to pursue recovery. Look, I don't, I don't, the intention is not to slow the process of uh, helping fellow New Yorkers with addiction. The intention is to just make the process more efficient and have a communication channel directly with the community. And at this point, what sort of reception have you gotten from your Democratic colleagues in the Assembly and Senate to this proposal? Uh, we have several sponsors and growing. Uh, I think many of my colleagues are having similar challenges in their districts. Uh, I, I've started having conversations with State Senator um, Italia Fernandez, who chairs the Committee on Alcohol and Addiction, on how this would be a positive step forward. And what about upstate? Because this is a statewide bill. Uh, has the leader of the uh, companion uh, committee in the assembly embraced it? He's a, a capital region Democrat. Uh, we still have yet to have a conversation. Uh, State Senator Brett Holman Siegel is carrying it in the Senate. Well, unfortunately, that is all the time we have. We've been speaking with Assemblymember Tony Simone. He is a Manhattan Democrat. Assemblymember, thank you so much for visiting us in the studio. Thank you so much. Support for the Capitol Press Room is provided by New York State United Teachers, a statewide union of nearly 700,000 professionals in education and healthcare.